Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mello. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora and I'm joined here with my co-host Max Mallow and we're getting close to our final results at our Horror March Madness. Yes, very excited. I think we mentioned in the first episode of the series that it would kind of be four episodes, but we decided that we're going to split mm-hmm. the the final four into its own unique episode so we can talk about all the winners of each mini bracket and, and devote enough time to each franchise other than just cramming it at the end here. And this week is going to be the monster movie category. And there are a lot of movies that unfortunately didn't make the list. It was very hard actually for this category. I was like, how many monster movies are there actually? And then when I actually started to do some research, yeah, it was like, Oh crap. How am I not going to include <laughs> Brendan Fraser's the mummy? <laughs> like that's gotta be in there. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see who made the cut. Yeah, I feel like when you hear like monster movies, I'm like, oh, like Frankenstein, that's really all I can think of. But then you start getting into I feel like there are so many movies where it's it's like vague what the threat is, but it's like a monster, right? You just maybe don't see it or it's not like your traditional like monster mash monster. Um, So yeah, I was surprised to see like, oh, wait, there are actually a lot of options here. Yeah. And they all kind of fall into the science fiction category. The the Monster Mash kind of <laughs> characters that you mentioned, uh, unfortunately, didn't really make the cut. Like, it's weird leaving Frankenstein off the list, but when thinking about it as a whole, a lot of the Frankenstein movies that have been made since we were born are really, really, really bad. Um, yeah. And a lot of these are still mega million dollar, super popular franchises. It's just that I feel like maybe a lot of like, People who go, Citizen Kane is the best movie of all time, will, you know, sit here and be like, how did you not include this? The Creature of the Black Lagoon, where is that? Yeah. Well, it's, I don't want to add like a modern title to this specific category, but uh, a lot of them are modern franchises. So just keep that in mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, there's some really great, like, old movies that are just one-offs and we're trying to keep them franchises here, so... That did limit us a little bit. Yeah, like A Quiet Place in particular. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Quiet Place is one of my favorite, quote-unquote, monster movies, right? Obviously, the, the main antagonists in the movie are the monsters. And I guess sound as a whole. Sound is yeah. a very <laughs> big antagonist, uh, getting people killed. But, um, yeah, we had, we had to keep him franchise kind of specific. Other than Ari Aster, he gets that one pass yeah. because he won last week's Supernatural category. But he's got two movies, so even though they're not technically a franchise <laughs> altogether, that man is just very special, and he gets to he gets to move on by himself. Um, so yeah, that's going to be uh, this week's March Madness bracket. But of course, before we get into that, we have to get into our weekly horror news roundup, where Natalie Skyros in there for everything you need to know when it comes to horror movies. And this first headline is something we <laughs> talked about this morning already, and it's just something we don't need in our lives. And that is a Good Night Mommy remake that is in the works with Naomi Watts uh, tagged to be the lead. And I mean, one, Naomi Watts is great. Yeah. Two, we don't need this movie remade. Absolutely not. I know. It's so random. I would not have expected this at all. Like, I know some people love this movie, but I mean, you and I don't. And like, it's just so random to me. Um, And I'm surprised Naomi Watts is attached. I mean, of course, she's been in horror movies before The Ring. She's a great actress, but I'm I'm surprised that they're doing this. I will watch it, definitely. Um, But we didn't need it. Yeah, it's going to be, I guess, in an English remake of it. Obviously the original is an uh-huh. Austrian film, but watching it the first time, it's like, Oh, cool. Okay. That was fun. I guess. 
And then I never want to go back to that movie ever again. It's like overtly gross for being gross reasons. Like it's just not my cup of tea when it comes to everyday horror and stuff that Mm -hmm. I want to either watch or interact with and be part of a a fandom. It's also a one-off. It's like of all the movies to remake, this is the one they settled on. And they were like, yeah, this is the one we want to turn (laughs) into, uh, an English adaptation or I guess remake as a whole. So if you don't know the premise of it, you know, the whole idea is that there's two boys and the mom comes home from having uh, facial reconstruction surgery and she's mm-hmm. got uh, bandages on her face. And the whole idea is like, is this her, is this their mom or is it not their mom? And that's the mm-hmm. whole premise of the movie. And yeah, it's, a, it's pretty spooky, but it's also gross for very gross reasons at the end. Like that's all you yeah. really need to know. Yeah, I went into this movie with too much hype behind it, so that might have been at my own fault there. But yeah, it was disappointing to me. But I'm sure when they make this movie an American remake, they're going to like market the shit out of it being really creepy with you know the whole bandages over the face. That's what made this movie like so creepy is just because of that image. It's not pleasant. So I'm sure the trailer and the poster are going to be crazy. And then the movie is going to be like, okay. Yeah. It's being, uh, produced with, uh, Amazon studios. They're kind of heading the whole thing. And, uh, indie label, uh, animal kingdom is going to be attached with it as well. And animal Kingdom people should know from doing, uh, movies such as it comes at night, uh, the dead don't die. And then one of our favorite horror moves, which is it follows. So mm. good hands. But again, very much questioning the decision to remake this movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like it might be good, but I don't know. I wouldn't have asked for it. Agreed. Uh, And then the next headline uh, is that Stephen Yun is in talks to join Jordan Peele's new movie. Now, obviously, everyone should know Stephen Yun from The Walking Dead playing Mm -hmm. Glenn, the character who just wouldn't die and then died. And then everyone cried about it. And it was really, really sad. Um, (laughs) But obviously, Jordan Peele one of the biggest names in Hollywood and specifically in the horror realm. Everyone can't wait to see what this guy does uh, when it comes to his next project, considering that us get out uh, Twilight Zone and producing Candyman uh, that's coming up yeah. is just, you know, success after success. Whether people, I mean, if you don't like get out, it's like, what's wrong with you? That's a fantastic movie. You know, there's complaints to make about us and overall the, the direction of the plot and everything. But, um, he's a name that whenever he's attached to a horror movie that comes out, he's earned that respect where it's like, yeah, I'm going to see that movie no matter what. Yeah. Agreed. And I feel like this movie's already been so hyped up because Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya are said to be also starring. So, I mean, complete A-list cast already, and we don't even know like what this movie is. Yeah, that's, again, speaking <laughs> to that point of how much respect Jordan Peele has earned um, in Hollywood over the past couple of years. Like, for hardcore Jordan Peele fans, you know, Key and Peele was amazing. It's one of the funniest comedy sketch shows I've seen. Uh, but then mm-hmm. to transition to something that is on the other side of the spectrum, when it comes to genres and going into horror and creating a piece like get out, which will stand the test of time for years to come as being just a very influential piece uh, mm-hmm. in the genre to now just being, a, it's like, okay, cool. Three actors, Jordan Peele, whatever it is, we'll watch it. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm so excited for this movie. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah, and Daniel Kaluuya obviously is coming up uh, on an Oscar nomination for Jews and the Black Messiah. He won the Golden Globe, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, he did. So he's probably going to win the Oscar. Yeah, I would be surprised if he didn't. Uh, who yeah. Obviously got his name playing the uh, – or I don't want to say got his name, but rose to that superstardom uh, with his role in Get Out. So uh, mm-hmm. him, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yeun, I'm down. Steven Yeun's also in another horror movie called Rampage, I believe. Uh, oh really oh i know what you're talking about with, uh samira weaving yeah i haven't seen it but i know what you're talking about yeah i haven't seen it either but samira weaving is amazing she yeah. deserves the world <laughs> and if you haven't seen ready or not go watch ready or not because that's one of our favorite horror movies of the past uh couple of years so yeah short news week uh which allows us to get into our march madness episode because we've been taking some 
a little too long on these. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we're done recording one, we're like, holy cow, that went longer than expected. And then we end up rushing through some things. So yeah. quickly going over the introduction for those who haven't seen the first three episodes. And if you haven't, you're listening to this one, I'm questioning your life choices. Uh, it's a, <laughs> it's a five week series now uh, that was done in, honor of the popular NCAA basketball tournament that happens every year. Uh, the NCAA tournament is over, but our bracket is not. So for all those March Madness fans, mm-hmm. it's, it's April now. Um, <laughs> and we did four uh, four quadrants, 32 movies, and we broke each quadrant down into a specific genre or subgenre inside of horror. We had the slasher category, the zombies category, the supernatural category, and the monster movies. So if you guys missed it, this is a spoiler now. Uh, the winner of the slasher category was the Halloween franchise. The winner of the zombies category was the Walking Dead franchise. And uh, Ari Aster won the supernatural category. <laughs> and I say Ari Aster because Hereditary... We just we just picked Hereditary to be that champion, and very deserving so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now the, I hate explaining this. It's the last time I'll have to explain this. Oh no, yeah. I, I guess I have to do it next week. But <laughs> you know, there's bias that comes into every bracket essentially, and it's, it's our own it's our own bracket. We're we're making the picks. Uh, we tried to make the seating as unbiased as possible, so I randomized everything 82 times because this was the 82nd. NCAA basketball tournament, even though it's technically the 81st because last year's didn't happen with COVID. <laughs> and now I'm done explaining that. And I hate talking yeah. about that every time. I <laughs> hate get it. it. I'm so, I'm so, oh, I'm so disgusted with myself. It's just like the whole thought process of coming up with that was like, oh, it's like, it's like Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Like I will randomize yeah. everything 82 times and then I will explain why I randomized them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we have our, our eight movies. Do you want to go into our, our matchups? Yes. So we have, how do you say it in the first seat? Yeah. Number one seed versus <laughs> number one seat or seed seed. Like, like, seed. like plant seed of Chucky. Absolutely not. No, that is not in this franchise. <laughs> okay. So our monster franchise, we have the number one seed Godzilla taking on the number eight seed predator, which are, you know, similar ish. Um, Number four seed, Cloverfield, taking on number five seed, King Kong, not (laughs) similar-ish. Number three seed, Jurassic Park, versus number six seed, The Thing. One is very much scarier than the other. And then finally, yes. And then finally, number two seed, Jaws, taking on number seven seed, Alien. This is interesting. Yeah, so what's fun is that there's a lot of, like, sub matchups in our matchups like we could have godzilla versus king kong which everyone, yeah <laughs> uh, might have just seen on hbo max um I did. We, we could have alien versus predator which is awesome uh you know i don't think any of these characters outside of godzilla and king kong could contest with the cloverfield monster that is the, the scariest monster in my mind of this group <laughs> um and the thing is just one of my favorite horror movies. If anyone listened to the last episode, I don't know if I told everyone, but it was definitely afterwards. I was like, Natalie, go watch John Carpenter's The Thing. It's amazing. And what did she say right before we recorded the podcast? Ah, crap. I didn't watch it. So I completely forgot, and I'm ashamed. It's fine. Shame. 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 I don't, I don't have a bell. I got to find a bell. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get into our first matchup of the day, yes. which is going to be the number one seed Godzilla taking on number eight, The Predator. Now, Godzilla is a massive franchise. It is mm-hmm. 36 total films. Now, most of the films are Japanese films. Uh, obviously, it, it kicked off uh, as a Japanese uh, franchise with uh, Gojira, uh, not the metal band for metalheads <laughs> out there uh, like myself. Uh, but there's also four American movies. Uh, everyone will remember the god-awful Matthew Broderick one, which is just very, very bad. Uh, and we don't have the time to really go into the intricacies of the Godzilla franchise. Every single one, yeah. yeah because there are so many eras when it comes to this iconic character. Um, and no, his appearance in Goldmember does not count as a <laughs> Godzilla movie. Um, but when it comes to Rotten Tomato scores, uh, the original, the first one that came out in 1954, got it has a 93%, very, very uh, high up there. But the first American one, the 1998 Matthew Broderick film, has a 15%. Uh, 
And then to add a kind of a little bit of perspective into it, the most recent Godzilla vs. Kong actually got a 75%. So I've heard that movie has really good action. It's just that like you don't need to care about the plot because the whole idea is I want to watch a big giant lizard beat the crap out of a big giant gorilla and that's it. Yeah, I watched the new one. I thought it was like decent for, you know, what you're what you know you're getting out of it kind of thing. Yeah, the plot was stupid, but it was entertaining for sure. And I love Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown's in it. Uh Alexander Skarsgård is in it. Yeah. Uh, and even this this newer uh series that they've made over the past couple of years with Godzilla, Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters and then the Kong yeah. Skull Island movie. Some of the casts are just fantastic. Brian Cranston is in one of them. Um I, I believe Brie Larson was in one of them as well. Yeah, and Tom Hiddleston, right? Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston, Just I think. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we went from being Captain America to Kong Skull Island. It's like that's crazy. It's like cuz mm-hmm. you would assume that like once you hit the MCU, it's like I'm good. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, but just in, I guess, a general public opinion now of, of people, it's like whenever someone gets casted in an MCU movie, it's like, no way! They did it! But like, yeah. Christian Bale being cast in the new Thor movie, I'm like, that's Batman. That's Patrick Bateman. I don't care who he's playing in Thor. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Uh, and then a fun fact about the Godzilla franchise is that we've mentioned it uh, once or twice in this little mini series that we've done, but it's actually the highest grossing horror film franchise of all time. And it does kind of, uh, blur the lines when it comes to strict horror. Like the Godzilla movies aren't as scary as hereditary. It's just very easy to put out there, but you can't deny the fact that it's just, it's uh, grossed over $2.05 billion worldwide. That's crazy. And it kind of makes sense because it does like blur that line. And I feel like, you know, teenagers watch it, even kids might watch it if their like parents let them. So that's just an easy like family summer movie to go see at the movies. Yeah, I feel like people might get like a little too pigeonholed nowadays into like supernatural movies being like strict horror or slashers or anything like that. Like monster movies, it's very much a part of the origin story of the genre when it comes to the original Frankenstein and Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Mummy and The Invisible Man and all those uh, classic horror films that, you know, you look at Godzilla and it's like, oh, that's an action movie. They, I just saw he just shot a laser at a giant gorilla. Mm-hmm. That's action, battleship, you know. But mm-hmm. it is. It's the highest grossing horror film franchise uh, just narrowly beating out The Conjuring Universe, which we talked about last week. Uh, but with all the Conjuring movies coming out, I assume it'll retake the lead at some point, And then whenever a new Godzilla movie comes out, it'll probably jump that once again. It's just such an yeah. iconic character <laughs> in media. Godzilla. I agree. Yeah, completely. Uh, and it is going up against one of my favorite monsters in horror. And that is the predator. Now the original predator, one of my favorite movies, uh, four total film releases and a fifth is on the way. Plus there's the alien vs. predator crossover films. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we'll mention those a little bit as we talk about both Predator and Alien later on in the show. But the first one came out in 1987 with the former governator Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> you one ugly motherfucker. Just an awesome, awesome movie. Um, a movie that when you first watch it, you have no clue what's going on. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger shooting people in a forest. It's like those classic like 80s films with Arnold. Yeah. And then the like to me, the predator, his face scared the crap out of me as a kid. And he just me gets too. inserted into the movie and you have this badass alien assassin taking on mm-hmm. the Terminator essentially. And it's just just octane <laughs> stimulation to my brain. It's amazing. <laughs> um but the the latest one came out in twenty eighteen and very much after the the Arnold one it franchise kind of fell off a cliff a little bit. Uh, the original has an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. The most recent one, the 2018 one, which had Olivia Munn in it, uh, has a 33%. And then, quickly talking about this now, uh, the AVP Requiem movie has a 12%, and that movie stinks. Dang. That is that is interesting. Yeah, not good. Um, but in terms of box office numbers, uh, it does make the top 20 uh, when it comes to uh, 
highest grossing horror film franchises, and it's at uh, 15th with 443.1 million. So it's made its fair share of money. Some of them are really bad. Everyone will always call back to the original. AVP is fun. The uh, mm-hmm. the first one that came out, uh, but Predator has always kind of been seen as like the philosophical baby brother to Alien. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Predator as a monster, as a villain, it's like you said, it's scary. Like, I don't like what it is, but, like, the movies just haven't been that good. And the original one, like, I I didn't really love it growing up just because I wasn't, like, a big action person. Like, you know, I would either want, like, horror or, like, drama or whatever. So it was kind of just like, I don't know, I feel like I watched it and I just thought it was boring because I was a girl and I was like, I don't want action movies, you know what I mean? So just, I don't have the nostalgic factor there. And I remember I watched the 2010 Predators, it's just called, with Adrian Brody. And I kind of liked that one when it came out because it was very dark and it like had like a horror vibe to it. But yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't really have an attachment to Predator, and I wish that I did because it's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. It's a badass character. Just hasn't gotten the commercial success. Well, it has commercial success. Hasn't gotten like the critical success yeah. that I think yeah. a character like that deserves. Um, it could, yeah. Which is unfortunate. Now, before we take our first break, I think we can just immediately decide to say Godzilla beats out the Predator here. Yeah, I think Godzilla is, like, terrifying. I watched that movie at home, obviously, the newest one, because it was on HBO Max. But if I watched it in theaters, I would have been, like, Yeah, you hate, you hate, like, giant lizards or dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, yes. I hate monsters. <laughs> Why are we doing this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, Godzilla, there's out the Predator. Uh, easy peasy. Godzilla would kill the Predator very easily, I think, in real yeah. life. So that makes real life. Those things will never happen in real life. But yeah. I hope not. There you go. Uh, the number one seed, Godzilla, moves on. All right. Sounds good. So let's take our first quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, moving on. Number four seed Cloverfield versus number five seed King Kong. Um, I mean, I just have a favorite out of these, but. <laughs> well, who's your favorite before I go into them? Cloverfield, because it's just more horror, honestly. I think that must be it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Cloverfield, before obviously talking about the cultural importance of King Kong when of it first King came Kong, right. uh, Cloverfield for us as kids, when it was being teased, everyone was freaking out because mm-hmm. it was J.J. Abrams building off of the hype of Lost, uh, a show that now, after rewatching it a mm-hmm. year or watching it for the first time a year ago, I'm beating myself up that I didn't watch it live on TV <laughs> when it came out because it's just, I don't think I've cried that much at a, season, at a series finale. Uh, than, so good. Then Lost. But it was this crazy viral marketing campaign about uh, this monster movie. And people were like, is it going to be, if I remember, people thought it was going to be a Halo movie uh, for the popular oh, really? <laughs> first person shooter that was uh, on Xbox. Yeah. I, if I remember, I think I had some friends who were like, yeah, it's going to be a Halo movie. You got to check these things out because uh, Microsoft did a very similar kind of viral campaign around Halo 2 when it came mm. out. So people were like, oh, there's similarities here. Pay attention. It's nothing close to Halo. There's, there's no Master <laughs> Chief in this. Uh, but it is a franchise that is a roller coaster. It is up and then it's down. It is up and it's currently down. Um, it is three franchise entries. A fourth is apparently in development. Uh, not much information on what's going to be coming out of a potential fourth movie in this franchise. But the first one came out in 2008. Uh, found footage a movie that if you don't like get motion sickness very easily, yeah. it's, it's very hard to watch. Um, but follows the tale of uh, these people who are celebrating a party and there's a crash landing of a giant alien monster in New York city. And it is about to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. New York. City? Yeah. Yeah. It's in New York. Cause yeah. I remember the subways. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> do you want to ride the subways or do you want to fight the alien? I don't know. Yeah. Such a hard decision. <laughs> Um, so funny yeah so then after years of being dormant no one knew if anything was ever going to come from this franchise again uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane came out uh, 
awesome movie. Uh, well-deserved so follow-up. People are like, is this a direct sequel? We don't really know. Uh, but it, it was in the same universe. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Goodman are fantastic in it. And then the last one came out in 2018, uh, The Cloverfield Paradox. That movie was uh, was poop. Yeah, that was so bad. I was so mad because I remember they said, like, oh, it's going to be going straight to Netflix. And I was like, why wouldn't you release it in theaters? And then I watched it and was like, I'm glad I didn't pay to watch this in theaters. Like, that made sense. Why don't you just make a better movie? Yeah. Uh, and then even speaking of Rotten Tomato scores, the original is at a 78%. The highest is 10 Cloverfield Lane at 90%. And then the lowest is Paradox at 21 uh, just under $281 million worldwide at the box office. Now, what's interesting about the Cloverfield franchise is that it's kind of three sub-genres all in itself because mm-hmm. you, you have like the found footage aspect of the first one with the giant monster. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane is sci-fi but also psychological thriller, uh, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And then Paradox is very sci-fi, take a place in a space station. And again, we didn't need that movie. Yeah, no, it really wasn't good. But yeah, it's a, the first one is good because it's the original, it's classic, and like we have like emotional ties to it just because nostalgia. And then Ten Cloverfield Lane is just an amazing movie, so good that I think we can just like forgive the third one and hope that if there is a fourth, it'll be good. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with Cloverfield is that like maybe in like ten years, if nothing really comes of it. We'll look back on it and be like, man, that was a missed opportunity. There's mm-hmm. a lot of potential there for a Cloverfield universe and what it could do as a, a TV series or uh, an actual tr- like full fleshed out uh, cinematic universe that that's maybe what we're talking about in, in 10, 15 years. But it's going up against King Kong and King Kong is the gorilla. The the big bad. Uh, the first one came out in 1933. A very much a uh, a landmark movie. Uh, everyone knows the iconic scene of King Kong standing on top of the Empire <laughs> State Building. And I remember watching the original in a movie class. Uh, but before that, I remember all of the hype surrounding Peter Jackson making King Kong. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, and I really like that movie too. Yeah, Adrian Brody again uh, taking yeah. both the Predator and King Kong, building up that uh, <laughs> that that list. Um, Jack Black is hilarious in it. Um, yeah, Naomi Watts is in it. Yeah, so twice in one episode, Naomi Watts. Um, <laughs> yeah, just in the remakes, I guess. <laughs> That's not true at all. But um, the interesting thing about King Kong is that everyone knows the Peter Jackson one. Everyone knows the Skull Island one that just came out and the Godzilla one that just came out mm-hmm. uh, and the original, everything in between, unless like you're a hardcore King Kong fan. It's like movies. Yeah. That you never really need to see. Um, I think it does speak to how popular of a franchise it is. Just thinking years ago, back to when Peter Jackson made his own King Kong movie, because Peter Jackson made, what many will consider the greatest trilogy in movie history with Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. and to go from Lord of the Rings to King Kong. It's like, yeah, everyone knows how popular Lord of the Rings is, but remaking a movie like King Kong, is a difficult task in its own way. Um, And Mm -hmm. it held up pretty well on Rotten Tomatoes. It has an 84% compared to the original at 98. And that shows you how classic of a movie that is. Um, And then for box office numbers, just under 1.4 billion with a B. Um, Now, I love the Peter Jackson one. The original one's a classic. I need to mm-hmm. see. I need to see Skull Island. And I need to see the the new Godzilla one. The new one. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't dabbled in that whole film series that they're they're making. I think they're calling it like the MonsterVerse or whatever. Oh uh, yeah. But in terms of Cloverfield, as good as Ten Cloverfield Lane is, and how much I remember about the original, like nostalgia wise. Yeah. I, I'd have to give the edge to King Kong easily. I don't know about you. You're saying that King Kong should win or should not? Should win, yeah. I think it should be Cloverfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you agree. Don't, you don't want to argue that much for Cloverfield Paradox? No. <laughs> what an awful movie. It, 
I know it was really bad. It's yeah. It's like just goes back to the argument of like the influence over everything. I don't know. Just terrible. Absolutely terrible movie. Uh, so we're going to have Godzilla versus King Kong in the next round, I guess. I know who's winning. Well, you in saw the movie. Uh, you saw the movie. You no, know in my in my heart. Oh, okay. Not the giant lizard, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, so yeah, bye Cloverfield. You are knocked out. Um, we'll see how the fourth one goes. Yeah, just more like what would you want from that movie in a direction i guess in a in a quick bit because like the the aspect of one like i don't remember if they came out around the same time but like cloverfield lane and split were two movies that i remember just being like yeah these are awesome psychological thrillers Mm -hmm. and they just didn't ever explain enough to me that in a good movie why the giant alien was on earth yeah I don't know. I feel like if they were, if, if they are making another one, I would love to see like a series of movies where it is like all contained stories, but like at the end, it's when they find out what happened or something like that. So it's like they're all happening at the same time, but you don't really know until the end. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, a- but it would have to be like good acting, good writing, like Ten Cloverfield Lane, or else it will like it'll be terrible. Yeah, like, do you want to, like, maybe pick up with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and, like, because she goes outside and you're like, oh, crap, there are aliens outside. Yeah. Because that's the whole great part about that movie is, like, one, it's like, is John Goodman a good person? Mm -hmm. Or is he not? And even if he is a good person or he's not, is he telling the truth about what's going on outside? Yeah. So, unfortunate. Cloverfield, goodbye. J.J. Abrams and other movies you can go watch. Or just watch Lost if you haven't. Lost, I agree. So good. Um, so yeah, next round. Number three, Jurassic Park versus number six, The, the Thing. Now, I recently learned this, I think, last week. I don't remember if it was on the, the episode, but you are. I don't know how you don't know. <laughs> well, did I mention it already? I don't know. I'm, maybe my short-term memory loss is kicking in. I don't think so. You are terrified of dinosaurs. Yes, I am. Now, why? Before we go into Jurassic Park. (laughs) Well, I watched Jurassic Park when I was really young. In, like, second grade or something like that. And it scarred me. I was terrified. And then I would always just, like, look out my window and, like, imagine if there was just a dinosaur out there. And it would just, like, give me the chills. And if I think about a dinosaur right now, it it makes me nervous. Wow. Okay. That's some deep-rooted trauma. I didn't know that. It, it like Jurassic Park is not a strict horror movie. Um, it does fall into that subgenre. It's also a bit of an action movie and action franchise, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. But uh, the original, the, the Steven Spielberg adaptation of Michael Crichton's novel, uh, is a classic. And up until this point, now there have been five franchise entries. A sixth is on the way. It's already been announced. Um, but the first one came out in 1993, my birth year. Um, so I will. Uh, Hold that. Like, yeah, 93 babies. We also got <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, and the latest one came out in 2018, which is obviously Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. You had one, you had The Lost World uh, and Jurassic Park 3. And Jurassic Park 3 has the funniest, worst movie scene in the history of movies. Uh, have you seen Jurassic Park 3? I'm guessing no. No. Yeah, no. dinosaurs. Um, it's just this dream sequence that. Uh, it happens in a plane and it is the stupidest thing, but it's so funny. Um, and it was kind of left alone after that one. Cause that movie was bad. And then mm-hmm. they brought in Bryce Dallas Howard and they brought in everyone's uh, favorite guardian of the galaxy, Chris Pratt. <laughs> and they rebooted uh, the Jurassic park franchise with Jurassic world. And that one was a major uh, commercial success. People loved that movie. And then I've heard, mixed things about fallen kingdom. So I haven't watched either of those yet. So I need to check both of those out. I distinctly, like I very much remember when they were bringing them back because I could not turn on my TV and it would be so annoying going to the movie theaters and just like being like, all right, I'm on the lookout. I know the trailer is going to come soon. And then just like seeing like an inch of something that I knew and I was just covered my eyes the whole oh, time. That's amazing. That's, I mean, that's a fun story to have. That's a cool story. 
I hate it. You hate dinosaurs. I got it. Um, <laughs> now, the original has a 91%, uh, a classic of the tale of bringing back dinosaurs in this Jurassic Park. And everyone remembers the classic theme song and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like, if you're going to, I feel like they were like, okay, we need to bring someone in who is going to rival Jeff Goldblum's legacy in these two movies. And I guess Chris mm-hmm. Pratt was that answer. Yeah, I mean, he's popular. I'm indifferent about him, honestly. I'm not a huge fan, or I don't dislike him, but people like him. Yeah, he's very popular. I, like, I'm i not a huge Parks and Recs fan either. I was more, yeah, of, I was more of an Office guy. The Office, yeah. So, I agree. Uh, anyway, one of the most popular actors in the world, regardless. Uh, original, like I said, 91% are Rotten Tomatoes, and the newest one is actually the lowest at 47%. I thought it would be Jurassic Park 3, because that movie is bad. Hmm. Um and this movie franchise has generated uh, $5 billion at the box office. And it wasn't on the Wikipedia list for top 25 horror, highest grossing horror franchises, which I guess because they've shifted too much into action. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, $5 billion does trump anything else on that's absurd. The, the, the horror film franchise list, but that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. And it is going up against a movie that Natalie has not seen, uh, which I is... Saw the, I saw the remake. Oh, no. Um, which is terrible. It's so bad. Uh, it's The Thing. Now, The Thing has three movies in its kind of little bubble. You have mm. The Thing from Another World, uh, which first came out in 1951, and it is a loose adaptation of the original story, but uh, horror aficionados will know that in John Carpenter's Halloween, the thing from another world is playing on the TV in uh, uh, what's his face's house, Tommy's house. Um, yeah. When jail, I was called jail me, JLC. God, English. It's babysitting. So that's funny because it was one of his favorite horror movies of all time. So he went and remade it. And when it first came out, you know, people were like, eh, it's okay. It's not, it was very much an indifferent movie for a lot of people, but over the past mm-hmm. couple of uh, years, it, or I guess decades, really, it's garnered <laughs> a massive cult following and going back and watching it now, it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah. I need to watch it. I'm so mad. I honestly just completely forgot this past weekend. Cause it was, it was on my list in my head, but not written down. Anywhere. Not in your heart, in your head, but not in your heart. <laughs> True. Um, so the, the John Carpenter one is amazing. Some of the best practical effects in horror, Kurt Russell, uh, telling the tale of this mysterious thing that is just taking people out in this, uh, in this frozen wasteland. And then they decided to do a, what I've put here in the script as a pre boot quill (laughs) because they, uh, made a prequel that is also a reboot and, it had Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and mm-hmm. we both love her. She is great. Uh, but this movie was really bad. And it did that stupid thing at the end of these movies that have the same name. You don't know if it's a sequel or a prequel or a reboot. And the ending tied into the first one. You know, it's you, – you've seen that one, so you don't really understand how, yeah. that, how that starts <laughs> into the 1984 one. I'm like, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, Um <laughs> And I just hated it. I was like, oh, cool. It's a prequel. But right. the yeah, last I didn't really like it. two hours were painful to watch. Um, and it's very telling in terms of the Rotten Tomato scores because the thing from another world, the, the 1951 one has an 86%, but uh, Carpenter's has an 85 and the 2011 one has a 34%. And the box office numbers are a little uh, difficult to track down uh, for all three because they're not technically a franchise yeah. in its own right. It's just very much the same uh, story. Uh, Carpenters did around 20 million and the 2011 one did around 32 million. And I just never needed that, that 2011 one. It was so good as its own standalone movie. And you'll find that when you watch it, it is, <laughs> it is amazing of just paranoia and sci-fi mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm body horror and just Kurt Russell kicking ass because everyone needs Kurt Russell kicking ass. 
Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. The remake, honestly, was just the 2011 one was just so not memorable at all. Like, I took nothing away from it. It was boring. Took Yeah, not worth watching. But so what are you thinking here? Um, well, I'll, also forgot to mention, a fourth one is apparently in development with Blumhouse. And <laughs> okay. Um, Jason Blum, do right by us. If you're not going to please anybody, please just us, please, with a, uh, a Thing sequel. So I'm thinking, is John Carpenter's The Thing better yeah. than Jurassic Park? <laughs> and I don't know. As a critic, I'd be like, yeah, I love The Thing. <laughs> but you hate dinosaurs. Yeah. Do I pick- I'm not saying they're bad movies. I just like can't watch them. <laughs> right. And because you haven't seen them, you can't give an accurate judgment of the Jurassic Park. Yeah. Movies. But you also haven't seen the thing. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. What are you thinking Oh, so it, it all falls down to me, huh? Kind um, of, yeah. I would feel awful knocking out the thing if the 2011 one didn't come out. I also have a problem putting Jurassic Park through because there's some really <laughs> bad movies in that franchise. But uh, that's so tough. I think I have to lean towards the dinosaurs. But, ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's our bracket. We can do whatever we want. Yes. I, I'm going to go with the thing. On the preemptive assumption that once you watch that movie, you'll be like, yeah. I'll agree. This. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not going to watch Jurassic Park, so I'm sure that'll be the case. Yeah. Plus, the thing would infect all the dinosaurs and win in a battle anyway so i'm gonna put the thing through on that sole caveat that if you don't like that movie we'll come back and we'll fix this around okay sounds good perfect (laughs) all right so we're getting into our last one now we are and it's also a very interesting one this is a this is a big boy matchup this could be a final honestly uh it is the number two seed jaws taking on number seven Alien. And this is going to be a long discussion. Okay, so let's take our final break on that note. And we'll be right back. Okay. Um, right off the bat, I just want to know who you're siding with here. Because I don't think this should be hard, but by what you just said, maybe it is. I'm assuming we're both kind of leaning Alien here, yes? Yeah. Okay. Jaws. I'm sorry. Like the first one is good. Okay. So, fun fact: <laughs> you hate dinosaurs. I hate You're the ocean. You're scared of sharks. Yeah, I, I'm I hate scared the of the ocean too. Oh, perfect. So you can understand why, as a kid, knowing that there's a big giant shark roaming mm-hmm. the ocean, never gonna step in it. On top of the fact that I could get carried out by a wave because I'm not the best swimmer in the world. And what's worse than drowning? Drowning and then being eaten by a shark. Um, yeah, I think is up there. Now there are other great shark movies out there. Deep Blue Sea is a classic. Um, Sharknado. Sharknado. Like <laughs> the only thing scarier than a shark in the ocean is a tornado of sharks. <laughs> oh God! Oh Sharknado! I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that up. Um, but fun fact, and I don't know if he'll ever do this, but. My family has a tie to the Jaws franchise. I remember you telling me this, I feel like. Yeah, so quickly going over for listeners, my grandfather was on the boat that caught the shark that Jaws is based after. That's crazy. Yeah, and it'd be fun to interview him. He's done. I was with him when he did a couple documentary interviews, Mm. and uh, there are some pictures of him with the the shark's head when they caught it, and... uh, yeah, so I have a family tie to that. And the first Jaws scared the crap out of me as a kid. It's just mm-hmm. everything that followed after it was just awful. It yeah. Just terrible movies. And when I say terrible, Jaws the Revenge got a zero. And getting a zero on Rotten Tomatoes is a – it's, ha- it's hard. Say, it's harder than getting 100%, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, now, the first one came out in 1975, a classic – um, a movie that people look back at and it's like, that's not a horror movie. No, nah, that movie is scary, especially for the time it came out in. Um, mm-hmm. and the latest one came out in 1987, uh, telling the tale of men on a boat 
going out and trying to catch a shark that was eating people in the ocean. And it's a wild ride. If you haven't seen Jaws, you have to watch it. It is a very important movie in the history of the cinema in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, the original has a 98% uh, box office-wise, just under $800 million worldwide. Considering that one hasn't come out since 1987, that's really impressive. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going up against, I think, what many will consider to be a franchise that has probably the greatest sci-fi movie of all time. Which is the first Alien. Yeah, Ridley Scott's Alien. Uh, yeah. You know, because in space, no one can hear you scream. And that movie, not only does it have the jump scares, it has the paranoia, it has the gore, it has the the thriller aspect, it has the psychological aspect, it has just that uneasy feeling of watching people on a spaceship run from their lives from a giant xenomorph. And uh, the Alien franchise kicked off in 1979 with Ridley Scott's, uh, and then there's six total, uh, which also has the the AVP series uh, on top mm-hmm. of it as well. Um, the quadrilogy uh, ended with Alien Resurrection, Insurrection, Resurrection, Resurrection, yeah. Resurrection uh, with Winona Ryder um, and Ron Perlman, and then there was also the prequel series, which has mm-hmm. Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Now, Alien Covenant. Whenever I think of that movie, I think of our coworker Elsie. Oh, did he say he loved it or something? Uh, yeah, in our old <laughs> office, uh, he uh, I was talking about movies with him, and he was like, "Oh, I really want to go see Alien Covenant. I haven't seen it yet." And he, I've never seen him be more passionate about anything in his life <laughs> than when he talked about how much he loved Alien Covenant. And from what I've heard, it's not the best movie of all time. And you know. To each their own when it comes to their movies. Just to hear the passion yeah, yeah, yeah. he spoke about when it came to that movie just warmed my heart so much. <laughs> we both love him so much. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. It, it just like whenever I talk to LC, we usually talk about uh, soccer or anything like that. Sports, and he, and yeah. he loves Barcelona. And I know Lionel Messi and Barcelona are very close to his heart. But I think Alien Covenant is like right there as well, and his and his uh, wonderful kid son. Yeah. yeah. But like, I got a question: where it just comes on the tears when it comes to Barcelona, Lionel Messi, Alien Covenant, and his child? <laughs> I have to know if he had to rank them. That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't see Covenant, and I didn't see Prometheus, which I remember you were surprised about. But yeah, really? I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, I'm surprised. I don't remember being surprised. <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh, Prometheus is great. I love Prometheus. Um, yeah, I need to watch it. Um, but not taking into account those two because I haven't seen them. This franchise is like through and through very good. I don't think there's really like a this is a complete dud. Even if the even if Covenant isn't like a great movie, it's still like someone liked it. Elsie liked it. Yeah, I believe it's widely agreed that the third one is the worst one in the franchise. Everyone remembers the first and even aliens that is aliens so is so popular um it's, yeah it's a bit of a tone switch it's more sci-fi action mm-hmm. it's obviously james cameron um who when he's not telling the tale of jack and rose on a boat sinking uh, mm-hmm. to the bottom of the ocean he's talking about giant aliens in space and uh ellen ripley who when you have an awesome monster right you need an awesome character fighting the monster and ellen Mm -hmm. ripley sigourney weaver is one of the most badass women in all of movies ever yeah absolutely the the perfect uh conglomeration there of an awesome story uh an awesome protagonist and an awesome antagonist and i didn't mind resurrection i remember watching that on tv and it was like yeah it it was censored and everything like that um I remember the growth. It it got really weird with the story, like Ripley clones and stuff like that. But the ending where they're sucking the monster out of the space uh, ship just grossed me out as a kid. Uh, Yeah. I remember watching that. I think I either like someone owned it that I knew or I rented it from Blockbuster. It was, it was a long time ago, obviously. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty gross, especially the, the gore in Alien is definitely gross. Uh, not only mm-hmm. is uh, the Xenomorph one of the uh, most badass killing machines in horror and movies, uh, it 
does it in a very gross manner. Uh, you have the, yeah. the chest bursters. Uh, the original chest bursting scene is iconic. Uh, you have the acid it spits out and blinds people and melts skin away. It's very, very gross. Um, and then it just straight up eats people because. Duh. Yeah, duh. Um, <laughs> and the franchise wasn't really touched after Resurrection. And then we had the prequels that Ridley Scott did with Prometheus, and everyone was like, is this an alien prequel? We need to know. And he just was super uh, quiet about it. It's like, just a movie. Go see mm-hmm. the movie. And it has some of the best cinema photography that I've ever seen. The The landscape shots are amazing. The story isn't that great, but Michael Fassbender uh, is super fantastic. And Covenant is okay. But Anyway, going back to Prometheus, the whole point of it is at the <laughs> end, it is revealed that this is in the alien universe. And gotcha. It is an origin story um, because there's a, a a creature that appears to be like a xenomorph that comes out um, and everyone's like, oh, we knew it! We got you, really, Scott. And really, Scott's like, no, I got you. I got you to think yeah. it wasn't. And you paid money to see my movie, so haha, I'm really Scott. Um Love it. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's one of the most iconic f- uh, film franchises of all time. The original holds up with a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then Alien 3, which, if I remember correctly, is a movie that had, like went through like development hell. Mm. Uh, I, I can't remember. There's some controversy surrounding it. I didn't do my research on it because uh, I don't think it'll hold like that much importance when it comes to – not to minimize what happened with it, but it yeah. when it comes to Alien vs. Jaws – Alien 3 is a minor footnote compared to all the other crap movies in the Jaw franchise. Um, but that has a 45%. And it's the fifth highest grossing horror film franchise of all time at $1.653 billion. Um, so, Jaws versus Alien. This is easy, right? Yeah, like, taking apart all the stuff I mentioned about Jaws in the beginning, um, like doing a, a comparison of the original Jaws versus the original Alien would be a lot of fun. Uh, because yeah. They came out only four years apart in the same decade. And one is very much grounded in reality when, it, you know, the, a giant great white shark going around eating people in an ocean is a, when it's believable, that's when it becomes really scary. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll probably never be on a spaceship being chased by a giant alien that wants to put a child inside of you and have it shoot out through your chest um that'll probably never okay. happen to us I, you hope not yeah, well, don't worry i don't think it's gonna happen um but when a movie can you know put you in that situation and and terrify you as much as it did with the original alien um mm-hmm. and then to have a drastic tone switch and still be as popular uh with aliens uh and to, uh, you know it's the reason why like we have alien versus predator just two badass aliens mm-hmm. fighting it out and what are the humans in the middle going to do about it and those movies stink i hate those movies i don't want to talk about those movies <laughs> so yeah i guess alien <laughs> okay i i uh, yeah it, it 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 wins the xenomorph is the badass it has to go through um which are semifinal matchups now are godzilla versus king kong and the thing versus alien. Now, you saw Godzilla versus King Kong. You can spoil it for me. How does it end? Who wins? Spoiler alert, everybody. Here it comes. Do you want to actually want me to actually tell you? I mean, kind of. I do kind of want to know. They, it's, it's like, geez, oh, they like. Don't tell me to do some kind of stupid truce. No one wins. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> All right, well, I'm saying Godzilla over Kong franchise. I would agree with you. Okay. (laughs) Godzilla, the giant lizard. Uh, Now, if Godzilla and King Kong were to have a winner in this movie, which, like, come on. It would have to be Godzilla, right? It would have to be. Thank you. Thank you. And before, like, the hardcore Kong fans are just like, are you kidding me? King Kong has this special power that you don't know about. And I'm like, I don't care. It's a giant... Dino, dinosaur yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking Godzilla like uh, <laughs> thank a, you a family friend of mine had all of the old school Godzilla movies and was a huge Godzilla fan and was just telling about like all of the characters in the universe and everything like that and I had a co-worker who loved Godzilla 
Mm-hmm. And I would love to do a deep dive episode on the history of the franchise because it has a lot of lore and a lot of history behind it. And a lot of the characters are super mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, Godzilla will kick King Kong's ass. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So now the thing versus alien is where we're at. Yeah. Very tough. This is a tough one. I'm saying alien. I'm going to say alien too. And it's tough because okay. I love the thing so much. Uh, <laughs> the carpenter one is amazing. I can't wait for you to watch, it. watch it. And we'll kick off next week's episode with, did you watch the thing? <laughs> okay. So, okay. So Godzilla versus alien. Is, that's our final. Yeah. That's tough. Alien. <laughs> what? Say it with your chest. <laughs> Alien. <laughs> yeah, I, I when we were making these brackets, I was like, unless Alien comes up across some kind of thing that I just have no issue or have a real problem arguing against it, Alien was my favorite to win it, no matter what. Yeah, I was thinking at first when I like glanced at it, I was like, oh, Godzilla maybe, but yeah, Alien makes more sense. Yeah, uh, Alien... Like I already said already, it's one of the most badass characters in horror. It has one of the most badass protagonists. Uh, I just... Uh, yeah. Obviously, no Godzilla will kick a xenomorph's ass in real life, if that ever happened. But no one wants to see Godzilla versus a xenomorph because it's obviously so one-sided. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Godzilla might be... Uh, I don't know. Might be a scarier villain in my eyes, but we're just talking. What's a better franchise? Alien. Yeah, uh, people might be upset with that, but for us, it's so. our bracket. It's our bracket. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we keep feeling bad every time that we're going to offend someone. So we're like, guys, this is based on our opinion. It's like, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> you guys can do the brackets on your own and see how we, we match up and. I don't know if anyone's done it yet, but I would love to hear if other people have and how their final four will compare to ours because our final four is set in stone. It is uh, Halloween taking on Walking Dead, taking on Ari Aster's Magical Mind and the Alien franchise. Four very worthy contenders. Yeah, I agree. And before we wrap up and say goodbye, I'm just curious, who do you want to win? Do you have one that is above them all? Because I do. You have Ari Aster? Is it... No. Oh, really? Halloween? Yes. Yeah. I think if I had to pick, like, if I had to be, like, smart about it and be like, all right, who do I think is going to win? I'd probably mm-hmm. say Halloween. Um, I have such a tie to all of these movies. Yeah. Except for Hereditary. <laughs> or The Walking Dead. No, I loved The Walking Dead when it first came out. I was a diehard Walking Dead fan. Yeah, but not anymore. Yeah, so? <laughs> so you you don't remember the times you've... You, you you remember the bad times and the good times, okay? Yes, this is true. Well, you'll have a week to kind of stew over it and see how you feel. Yeah, I mean, let's see. A serial killer versus a zombie versus mm-hmm. a supernatural possession thing mm-hmm. i again who knows thing <laughs> i haven't seen hereditary i don't know um and taking on a xenomorph my money's on the xenomorph i think halloween and alien will be close just because they're both they have so much history too yeah i really hope with the randomization that halloween and alien don't meet in the first round because i could very much see that being our final i know yeah i agree all right Let's let's hope that is. Yeah, let's pray for a uh, no no crazy seating in the bracket. But it was a lot of fun doing this. Uh, now that we're done with all four categories, which was your favorite to do? I think it might be Supernatural, just because I loved so many of those movies. But Slasher was close. Zombie and Monsters were close, just because I'm not that invested in them. But I think this one was really fun. It was like an unexpected, like, oh yeah, I actually do like. You know, I've you know have opinions about really all of these movies, and some of them are really close to my heart. What about you? I would say the slasher category was so easy to conjure up the eight movies that, like, once it got down to it, it was fun to discuss it. But mm-hmm. I would have to say 
the supernatural one was probably the most fun to talk about, even though they're not my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's probably the most popular genre in a mainstream audience uh, for horror right now. So that was a lot of fun talking about. And I love the Zambies. So <laughs> finding just whatever zombie franchises to put in there and be like, oh yeah, I forgot that movie exists. That movie's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Next week is when we're really going to have a clear winner here. Um, thank you guys so much for listening week to week. We're excited to get to our official, official winner. And um, we'll see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.